of you and so excited about you. He knew what he was doing 2,000 years ago when he purchased you, and he just don't quit. Amen? And have we been unfaithful? I think we can all stand and so, huh, yeah. And the enemy wants to talk about our unfaithfulness and get us so full of guilt and shame that we feel like we can't ever be faithful because we failed God. So you haven't failed God. The enemy does his job well because now you're going to be focused. Your face is going to get set like flint. You're going to get this tenacity about you, and you're going to give all of your heart to him because God has an experience with you today, if you'll let him, that will encourage you, empower you, and motivate you to stand, therefore. Ah, and, and look to the hills from whence comes your help. The Lord is strong in battle. Amen. So, the message title today, it's, it's party time. Now, Pastor, that's sin. You're going to go to hell if you preach this message today. <laughs> Amen. I know how the enemy talks. But we're not talking about the party that the world puts on. We're talking about the party that our father puts on, and he puts on the real party. And this party will never end. Amen. Amen. Has anybody ever been to a party and you had a hangover before? Have you been to a party and, amen, and the repercussions were more than you want to talk about today? Amen. When we talk about the term party, we're talking about the definition of when people gather, when people gather. God loves it when two or three gather together in his name. He says, I will be in the midst of that group. And if Jesus ever comes to a gathering, be sure you understand this, it's party time because anything can happen. Is that helping anybody? Without God, we can do, but with God, testimonies will come in waves. I just want to give you a scenario of how this come to me because my background is very conservative. And so you didn't talk about partying. You talked about going to church. <laughs> now we know we are the church. We don't go means it's party time but about 1998 1999 I'm I'm leaning against the baptistry in a storefront that particular baptistry it was all covered looked nice and had the same top on it and I'm praying and uh you know before the service time and thanking God for what he was going to do and I need your help daddy you know because I never and uh he spoke to me while I was leaning over that baptistry, asking him to make sure you help me because I can't do this without you. And uh, he said, I want you to tell my people that it's party time. 
And I'm thinking, well, the devil has come into my prayer meeting. <laughs> and I'm thinking, man, devil, you need to get out of here. But I knew because the presence that I was hosting and the ah, and when he spoke it, it was like, melded me and but I don't understand that he's gonna think I'm a dummy if I get up there and say that Lord he said trust me amen and he began to talk to me there and encourage me to know that that's the word for my people and it was like the rest of the group was hearing the same it's amazing how God just confirms I can't do it but he can and I know today is the same way you're coming in today, and you're today, the Spirit drew you, and He's going to confirm some things that you've already been talking to Him about. And you're going to be encouraged in a way that you'll say, My goodness, man, I'm, let's party. Let's really have some fun. And that is God's pleasure for all of His children. Amen. To really have some fun and to take advantage of the kingdom of God, which is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Now, in Matthew 18 and 9, it says it this way. Keep in mind, when you talk about a party, you're talking about a gathering of people. And again, I give you an eternal truth. Matthew 18, 19, reading from the Passion translation on this. It just emphasizes, read in the King James, I give you an eternal truth. If two of you agree to ask God for something in a symphony of prayer, my heavenly Father will do it for you. For wherever two or three come together in honor of my name, I am right, right there with them. Amen. And so, a question that I feel like is important for us today is, have you ever been in a place where you wanted something so much that you were willing to go through painful circumstances to get it? You was willing to go all in to achieve the objective? And while you were going after it, you were suffering, but you really didn't mind it at all. You were particularly joyful in the process because I'm going after something I want. And so since every one of us has been there that we went the extra mile for something we really wanted, and it cost us more than really what we wanted to pay, but we were okay with it. You do understand a little bit about why Jesus said for the joy of the cross. He didn't really want to drink the cup, but because he really wanted something bad, nevertheless, I'm not going to let my self-will hinder the greater plan. And he had joy in suffering the cross because he could see you being redeemed to him. He could see you in fellowship with him. Let me say it better than that. He could see you having a party. Does that happen to somebody? Because he knew that if he would go all the way, 
that you could experience his presence on the level. Amen. You could experience in a way that it would empower you regardless of the circumstances of life. Anybody going through anything right now? Anybody experiencing some challenges, some storms, some sickness, relationship challenges? Now, come on. There's a list. Man, there's a long list, right? Regardless of the list of things that seemingly will run us over like a freight train, he knew that he had an experience for all of us to where the eye that should be single, amen, the eye that should be in unity with him would be full of light. And with whatever challenge that we're faced with, whatever circumstance that may be coming like a freight train, we could feel after him in the moment. Oh, and he would suddenly come to his temple. Ah, come on, get that second witness and that agreement with a brother or sister and the freight train that's coming off. Big deal. Whether it stops or not, we win because we have him. Amen. He's the one hosting the party. Amen. All of a sudden, the people that's in the path that God placed in my life Instead of me expecting things from them to give me, amen, now he can use them to facilitate his honor and his glory, and through them he can cultivate things in my life. Do you all realize that the one that maybe you don't like very much, God can use the most? Just checking. I said it softly that time. But we're going to see what the Lord has to say about that today. Because God will place people in our path. And have you ever noticed that there's a temptation that, Lord, let me choose who mentor me. Let me choose who I want to be used by you on my behalf. And the Lord's not interested in me or you choosing who he wants to mentor us through or cultivate us through. He wants to choose them. He wants to be in charge. <laughs> well, does that bother you that God's in charge? And that the ones that in my life have really, I felt like brought me the greatest pain, became more significant on behalf of his will for me to step into my identity in him. Amen. Now, for me, I can't say that to where you'll get it, but he can. And he'll use my feeble way of talking to you today about what he's talking to me about. And you'll get the light turned on. And the darkness that's there will flee. And at the end of the day, we can all say, Daddy is good because he talked to all of us. And there's a lot of confirmation coming right now in the spirit because the Lord don't want to waste another day in your life. He's not wasting any days. He's been knocking on all of our doors. But he's, he's going to help us take advantage of every moment moving forward so that when we walk into the 7-Eleven, the kingdom of God has arrived. When you walk into H-E-B, the kingdom of God has arrived because you're always in the party. And you're God's mouthpiece. You're his vessel. You're his house. 
Amen. You're his instrument of love. You're the vessel by which he pours from into other lives and brings hope. And right now, there's people that God's so in love with that needs you to be in their path. And the only way me and you can be effective in the path that God has placed us is all he's asking from us is our heart. He's looking for faithfulness. He's not asking us to produce miracles. He'll produce them if we'll be faithful. He's asking us to trust him. The greatest form of worship is to trust God. Well, let me, let, 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 let me decide what I'm going to trust now because trust is a big word. You know, and, 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 and let me decide, okay? Well, he'll let you decide, but eventually you're going to realize that when you hear what the Spirit's saying, quit trying to measure it. Quit trying to figure it out. Just go with it. And it's amazing how much fun you'll have. Amen? If we walk by sight, we fail. But if we walk in the Spirit, we win. Amen? It's party time. And so, uh, this is what a kingdom party looks like. Acts 2, verse 46 reads this way Daily they met together in the temple courts and in one another's homes to celebrate communion. Number one, they met together. Two, they shared meals together. With joyful hearts and tender humility. In the King James, it says singleness of heart. Singleness of heart just simply means there's evidence of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Amen. I postured myself, and, and if I'm hosting God present, when, you, when, when I come into your path, you know I'm hosting Him. Because you can tell. Everything that's going on in my spirit looks like him. Same with you. Singleness of heart. So they shared meals. This is how they did it, with joyful hearts and tender humility. That sounds like Jesus, doesn't it? Looks just like Jesus. They were continually filled with praises to God, enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord kept adding to their number daily those who were coming to life. Amen. If you catch this, you'll never be caught dead at another party. Because every time you go to a party, you bring life. I know that's a daddy joke, and I understand. It's corny. But still in all, there's truth to that. Our world is looking for answers. And they're going to stadiums today to try to get fulfillment. And it's not going to be fulfilling because their team potentially, 50-50 chance, is going to lose. And if your team loses, what do you carry home with you? I've got to carry this all week long. And wait for the next opportunity so we can win and have a little bit of joy for a moment. And there's people going to theaters looking for peace, looking for entertainment that will push down the spirits that are tormenting them and bringing shame and guilt into their life. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And so they're going and they're gathering all over the world right now and they're not getting anything significantly that's holding them. And then they have to go to bed with what they're lacking. 
Amen? You are that powerful. That's why if you catch the message today, you begin to understand why Jesus said for them to tarry in Jerusalem, amen, until they be endowed with power from on high. Then you could go and be my witness. A witness of the kingdom is one that hosts the Lord on the level that he Amen. Can manifest the kingdom of God, which is the party. Amen. So, can we have a party when there's trouble on every side? Can we have fun when there may be a lot of people in your path that's really sad? Everybody whether they're sad, doomed, despair, agony, defeat, or whether they're happy, everybody is important that's at the party. Why are they so important? It's at these gatherings that we're being made, that we're changing into his likeness. He's cultivating us through others as well as using you and I, amen, as a platform to cultivate them. So what does it look like for God to cultivate others through you? Who is God using to cultivate you? That's a good question, isn't it? Have you ever called anybody the devil before? And if you go ask the Lord about it, the Lord says, no, that was really me, Lord. I was trying to get your attention. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Look, I got a cousin, Tammy and I have a cousin by the name of Tim. If Tim was here today, he would say, preach it. But Tim bothered me there for a while. And uh, he was filled with the Spirit. Matter of fact, God used Tim to provoke me to go to the altar one night. And I was filled with the Spirit a long, long time ago, 1974. But that same one that God used to provoke me, provoked me in more ways than I can tell you, that made me think, man, you're the devil. And it took God to reveal to me that he was in my life because I needed to be cultivated. And it was through God's presence that the Lord, and I'm, I'm going to say, I was so offended with Tim and another preacher that I was, I was, I was ashamed of stuff. I was, that offense was causing me to be messed up in more than one way. And it took God to show me my offense so I could be set free from a lot of stuff. And when God met me where my offense was, and I'm pastoring, y'all, and God's still blessing people. He's still talking. Miracles are happening. The obvious, the Lord is so good. But he had a messed up preacher. He had a messed up man through offense. And when God delivered me, it was like a butterfly out of a cocoon. I set free. Tim didn't know that. 
uh, I, I did write a letter, let him know, man, God's good, and I just want you to know, man, I'm praying for you, and sent a gift, and done that to others that had offended me, because I was freed. And it was about three or four years later that Tim met me at, while I was in South Mississippi and walked up to the window and said, I just want you to know, Dwayne, I don't know what was wrong with me. Man, I can't believe I did some of the things I did. And had not God already showed me he was valuable and he was treasure from heaven, and I was able to say, hey, Tim, I needed you to do that. The Lord showed me that I needed you to go there and do everything you did because it was God working on me. I thought it was the devil. And the enemy convinced me, amen, to be offended. But God set me free. Does anybody need to be freed today? I think everybody in this room, amen, needs more freedom. We need more of God. And be sure you understand this, for you to have the kind of fun and excitement and joy and peace and knowing who you are, that's the party. He wants to give more freedom today. I know the Lord's talking to all of us. Amen. And he's really saying it profoundly today. You don't have to wait another day. Oh, well, sooner or later, man, I'm going to be able to have a party again. No, he wants you to have it today. He wants to know you to know he's right there with you where you are. And as much as it bothers me to say this, others, more times than not, we're being cultivated by people we haven't even been formally met yet. Social media, the media, politics. Come on, the culture that we live in. Some of y'all didn't know you were being cultivated in 2020 and 2021. Did anybody suck your thumb during that time? Anybody get upset? Was anybody bothered by that that happened? And it's still going on in our world today. But God don't mean any of that for evil. He means it for good. And there's a spiritual sobering that's happening in us because many professed believers and Christians found out they didn't believe as much as they thought they was a believer during that time because the news of COVID and the news of disease and the news of, you know, certain death had more emphasis than God. How do I know that? Because God don't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. When he took those stripes for our healing, it was over with. Do I believe is the question. And I'm just going to tell you, when COVID first come, I paused for station identification. And Jack, okay, man, what does this look like? And the Lord, and I asked the Lord, and he wouldn't, he wouldn't say anything about it. Okay. What does that mean? I kept, I kept pondering, reaching to him. And finally, I got a response. He said, I, I addressed that 2,000 years ago, son. I already won it. Why are you asking me about something that's already defeated? Why isn't it under your feet? Oh, oh, you just called me on the carpet just now. And it was good for me because I had to do a retake on the fact that I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. And he ain't worried about any disease, sickness, 
debt. He's not worried about none of that. All that's an opportunity for him to flex his muscles and show everybody who God is. And so right in the middle of what don't look like a party, God's saying, let's have a party. Let's have some fun. And let's posture ourselves, amen, by giving him our heart and becoming his platform and his mouthpiece. Amen. For what? The good news, not any bad news. Ladies and gentlemen, it, it, when you're having a party with Jesus, there's no such thing as bad news. If you hear about COVID, oh my goodness, an opportunity. Let's go out and slay the giant right now. Pastor, be careful. No, I heard that, that, that lion spirit that wanted to defy the very armies of God. Amen. And wanted to feed us to the fowl of the air. I understand how that spirit talks. Sooner or later, David's got to, a man or a woman after God's own heart has to decide it's party time. Go pick out your stones. Get ready. What in the world is all this stuff I'm hearing right now? Defying God. He won 2,000 years ago. COVID ain't got no power against the cross of Jesus Christ. Amen. Oh, you sounding good, Pastor, right now. As long as we stay in this room and we can talk about it, I'm good. I understand how the enemy plays. If I could just take this with you can. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are God wanting to man. Oh, what did you say? You are God's house. He's wanting to manifest. Amen. It's party time. So I just want to give you three quick points as I bring this down in the next few minutes that will encourage you to let God manifest through your life and begin to cultivate you on a new level. I, my wife and I was going to our grandson's last basketball game. He's a senior. And so on our way, I'd set the, the uh, ways so we'd be there on time, okay? And keep in mind, we got there in plenty of time. Matter of fact, we went shopping too. And mama bought me some shoes. But still in all, we're leaving, and I like making sure we, we go the right way. And so on the way, I'm behind this vehicle that's in the left lane. The green light's up there. No problem. Measure distance and time. That's a guy thing. We can get there, but the person in the left lane's kind of bottleneck and everything won't let us go. And I'm having to deal with not the Christ side of me for a moment. Just for a moment. And uh, and these red lights are important for me, right? Remember, I've told you about the guy in the mirror. And so the Lord prompts me, said, Oh, this is good for you. I need you right here in this lane right now. And I went around anyway for a moment to look and they're on their phone no, no ill intent on their part they're not trying to cause no trouble and the Lord's let me know that see they don't mean anything yeah, they, they're probably out of order with how things should be done but I need them in your life right now son I need them so I can cultivate you I'm driving down the road y'all and the Lord is cultivating me more is this helping anybody? Three things that will encourage you to 
participate in the kingdom party. Number one, agree with Jesus on who he says you are, number one. We don't stop talking about this here, do we? First thing, agree with who he says you are. Now, let me, let me encourage you. If there's any guilt or shame going on in your spirit right now, you don't agree with him. Got to catch that. If you feel guilt or shame on any level, you're rejecting him. Pastor, oh, help me here. Okay, let me say this one. How did guilt and shame get in your spirit in the first place? Well, I did something stupid. Okay. Do we have to rehearse the stupid in your life? What caused you to be involved in stupid? Making the wrong decision. What, 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 what facilitated that? You heard a voice or, or you thought a thought. Or you agreed with, I need to do this. And it left a bruise. It left a scar. It left some pain in your life because you was involved in something that was not led by the Spirit. It was led by the wrong Spirit. Anybody ever done that? Don't have to raise your hand. So the enemy knows he manipulated you and he controlled you, amen, to be involved in one of his works. All right, so we've already agreed at New Life Fellowship. Guests, if you're here today, remember this. If you can't take credit for what God has done, it's good. Can anybody take credit for God's goodness? No. There's only one good, and there's God, right? Why? Because he's the source of good. Why would you take credit for the evil if the enemy, the devil himself, is the source of what's evil? Because he sells himself well, and he convinces it you're the problem. All he got from you was agreement on what he is. He's the problem. And he manipulated you into an agreement, which brought pain, guilt, and shame. Now, you, he can, he's very convincing. He'll, he'll get you to hold on that for years. And every time Jesus comes to you and says, man, it'd be awesome if you'd hang out with me. Man, I believe in you. Matter of fact, let me tell you what I did in order for you to be free from that guilt and shame. And he'll give you a story that's like, whoa, man. And the enemy can sense, but you're not worthy. You don't deserve the love of God. You don't deserve, you deserve to be in jail the rest of your life. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And so we agreed that because we was involved in the act that was evil, that that belongs to us. And God says, come go join with me. I'm going to do something good. And at the end of the day, you're going to say, look what daddy did. That's good. Somebody's it's finally clicking here. We are the channel, the conduit, the vessel, the house. Amen. We, we're, we're the, the devil has to have an available vessel. God has to have an available vessel. And this is how they manifest through, will, through willing vessels that agree with what's being said. Now, y'all, I've believed a few lies in my lifetime, too, because I've got evidence I believe lies. But the Lord went to a cross 2,000 years ago, and he paid the debt in the moment you agree with his debt that he paid off for you, the, your debt that he paid off on your behalf, and you agree with him, you can have a party today. 
Very important to do. So if shame and guilt is in your spirit, it's because you're rejecting the one that wants to give you joy and peace. Bitter waters and sweet waters cannot flow together. The Lord needs our heart. Therefore, our agreement with what he did 2,000 years ago on our behalf is top tier. If you can believe, believe what? The good news. If you can agree that he's already taken care of it, he didn't say if you think hard enough, it'll happen. He didn't say if you'll work long enough and do a lot of good deeds, I might do it for you. No, he says, I'm going to give you my good news. And if you'll just agree with me on the fact that I did that for you, there's an experience that will come because you've opened up your heart. Let me say it this way. If you still have guilt and shame going on in your life, you haven't opened your heart up so that he can get in. You still believe in the failure of yesterday more than you do his victory, amen, 2,000 years ago. Is that helping somebody? So if the good news can potentially bring me life, why don't I just give it a try? Why don't I just give God an opportunity to say, ah, man, it's hard to believe that you, you would love me and, and you would care for, and you would actually do that for me, but I, you know what? I'm going to give it a test. Let's do this. And that's all he's asking for is for us to open up our heart and let him come and give us an experience that supersedes the guilt, the shame, and the pain. You can't go to church and get this. You can only open up your heart and let him bring you into the body of Christ, which is the church, and you can experience this. Amen? So, the party is as close as you feeling after him and him suddenly coming to his house. Amen? The miracle is that close to you and I right now. Secondly, besides us agreeing with God on who he says we are, let Jesus cultivate you through others as he wills, especially those you don't like. If you're trying to choose who God can use to cultivate you, you won't find them. They don't exist. He knows best. Focus on letting God cultivate you with those he's already placed in your path and see if a miracle don't begin to happen. Amen? The temptation to say, Lord, I, I would like uh, John Doe to be my mentor. I like them. Don't that sound right? Now, is there anything wrong with that? Not necessarily. He'll let you put that to the test. But as you get older and you keep growing in the Lord, you'll find out that John Doe was cool and I liked him and all, but my God, look what God did through them for me. That was the last person I'd pick. It's silent and new life fellowship. Because the enemy is shaking in his what? 
He's worried to death right now. You're going to believe that God actually wants to be in charge of who mentors you. That actually God could finish what he started and he can actually build his house. That God is actually the one looking for all his glory and for us to say in unison, oh, you're so awesome. Look what you've done, Lord. Would that be an important factor if you're really going to have a party? That I trust God with the person that I don't really care about because they don't measure up to my lens? We want to have an altar call right now. This is important. And I'm pausing for a purpose. Amen. Because we're we, we going to close on the third point, which is very important. Because if I can't let God take charge of every step, of every breath, of every decision, amen, and let and, and me get a hold of his presence so that... I, through me and through you, we can all choose to agree with him. Amen. Does anybody feel the presence of God in the room right now? Amen. It's party time right now. Amen. And there's, there's expectation. There's faith rising. There's hope coming. There's like, oh, my goodness, i got to leave that at the altar. And, we, and we're, we're making all kinds of kingdom decisions right now that brings us into an alignment with him being the one in charge, and we're actually going to follow him. Amen? Thirdly, we engage in the kingdom party when we are unified with Christ. Matthew 6, 22. It says it this way. Now keep in mind, having unity with Christ cannot happen until you experience the promise of God's spirit and fire. Apart from his spirit and fire, you'll never be in unity with him. There'll always be a fuss going on in Jesus' name. We'll always add that to it. There's no such thing as a fuss in Jesus' name. There's only unity in his name. Matthew 6, your eyes are like a lamp that provide light for your body. When your eye is healthy... Your whole body is filled with light. The King James says, when your eye is single, when your eye is single, when your eye is designed to do what it's supposed to do, your whole body is full of light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light in you have actually is actually darkness, how deep is that darkness? Has anybody ever thought you were right about something before? And you found out it wasn't from heaven, it, it was darkness? And that darkness that I told you about with my offenses got deep. And I had a Bible study protecting the right reason I was right. I wasn't doing anything. I was doing the Lord's work. I, was, I wasn't out of order. And and all the while, I'm being offended, and the darkness is coming in, and it's going deeper. And it's affecting lots of my decisions and, and leading. When we allow Jesus to give us an experience, amen, faith comes in waves. 
every relationship becomes more valuable to us when we become more like him. And we begin to see what God sees in the person that I don't like that much. And when I'm letting him come into my heart, I'm able to, and I'm just telling you, that's how I was freed like a butterfly from a cocoon, was when he began to talk to me about what he loved about who I was offended with. And I'm just telling you, when you can hear God talk to you about those that bother you, all of a sudden you're not bothered no more because you have his heart now. And you can be faithful to him on what he sees as treasure. And the moment you become faithful to him on what he sees as treasure, the gifting that he's given you can operate. But for a gifting in a person to operate apart from being faithful to God, things are going to get messed up. Challenges are going to happen on new levels. I um, have a few examples here that I close this right now. Peter uh, is sitting down with Jesus. He's just cooked them fish and and uh, he said, do you love me, Peter? And Peter says, you know, Lord, I love you. Feed my sheep. And he said it the second time. And, and Peter said, <clears throat> well, okay, just in case you didn't hear me, Lord, I love you. Feed my sheep. He said it the third time. And now Peter's like, oh. And he's making some room into Peter's heart now. Lord, you know, I love you. Feed my lambs. Very important we catch this. At that same setting, Jesus is talking to John about how long he's going to be hanging out. He just told Peter, you're going to die for me. And Peter's kind of offended with John. What in the world? And the Lord says to Peter, what's it to you if John hangs out longer than you? Y'all tracking? It's easy. It's how easy it is to get offended and lose a single eye. And Peter's dealing with deceptions that he don't even know, not even aware of. Jesus is at a house with two sisters. That's dangerous already. <laughs> Pastor, why did you have to go there? Are you offended? <sighs> and he was there because their hearts were open to him being there. You've got one that's working hard to make sure a party happens. Martha is putting all of her energy in because she wants this party to happen. Well, the party's already happening and she don't even know it because Mary is having a party. She's done found her place in Man, and she's enjoying the party. No ill intent on Mar Martha's part because logically from my lens, I'm looking at Martha and I understand Martha. I understand how you feel, man. You're working hard to make sure Jesus has everything like he needs it. And he didn't ask us to do that, did he, Martha? 
but it just seems logical that you would, you know, prepare and make sure everything's in order and, and everybody able to sit down at the table. And Martha comes to Jesus and lets him know, Mary needs to be helping me. And Jesus responds to her, Martha, Martha, you are encumbered about with so many things. Anybody ever felt like that before? There's so many things going on. And you're trying to take care of everybody. And you won't even realize you're playing Messiah. But you're trying to take care of everything and you're wearing yourself out and you realize, you know, I could have some, I could give you some help here. And Jesus says to Martha, Mary has chosen the better thing. But from her lens, she's lazy. She's always causing trouble. And Lord, give me some permission so I can straighten. But she's the one having the party. I'm leaning on that baptistry in about 1998. And the Lord brings me back to that place where he spoke to me. It's party time. Tell my people. And he says, I want you to go back there because there's something about you leaning on that baptistry, son, that you missed. And this is the power of the message for all of us today is going down in the water is the door. The message of the kingdom, repentance, baptizing them in the name of Jesus, and they shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This is for you and to your children and as many as our Lord, our God, so called. He said there's only one door, and I chose the door. I am the good news, son. What I did at the cross when I died, when I was buried, and I resurrected, that's the message. Stop trying to be in control. Repent from being in charge. The sooner you do, the sooner the party comes. Repent. Yes, Lord. Go down in a watery grave. As weird as it sounds and as foolish as it looks, God chose by the foolishness to save them that believe. The foolish things of the world to save them that believe. If you will be obedient to what just doesn't measure up, he'll meet you there. And when you're baptized into him, old things are passed away. You don't have to do the Martha no more. The Peter no more. Whatever your name is no more. You can do what Jesus does. Because everything is passed away. When you come up out of the way, all things are made new. And he's able to fill you with his spirit and with fire. The fields are white under harvest. The fields are white under harvest. The fields are white under harvest. Where are my laborers? Are y'all tracking?
The party is the harvest. And he tells the laborer, he said, now go out into the highways and hedges and invite everybody to come to the party. And he gives them the story. And he didn't have the garment on, which is baptism in his name. Ah, that's your identity. The party is the harvest. And he needs a mouthpiece. He needs a willing vessel that will forego their business. Amen. If you're not baptized and making disciples, that's not a condemning message, y'all. That's not a condemning message. The Lord wants you with him because he wants to baptize and make disciples. If you're not baptizing and making disciples, you're too busy. That's what the Lord told me. Son, if you're not with me on the harvest and you're not taking care of my business, you're too busy. Come go with me on my business and I'll blow you away on how I take care of your business. You know what that means to go there? You've got, you've got to trust God. Or you get to trust God. Doesn't that sound better? Yeah, I get to trust God. Because the people he puts in your path You might be a doctor. You might be a business owner. You might, whatever it is you do, that's the path he puts you on. There's people in that path that's called the harvest. And if you're too busy with your business, you're missing the harvest. Get busy about daddy's business and you can have a party and your business will blow up. Your borders will enlarge. Everything that you're looking for, amen, success in, begins to happen. It's party time. But a lot of the people in my path bother me. My boss. He didn't ask us to go work hard. Anything but give us. So when you go to work on Monday morning, instead of it being oh, Monday morning, it's like this is the day the Lord had made. with another, another opportunity.
to be Christ. Because if we'll be faithful with little, all of a sudden, we become part of what the King of Kings is doing. And he can trust us, amen, to have dominion and authority over every spirit, every lie that's going on in our path. You rule and reign. You don't rule over people. You don't. Seven different ways. Next thing you know, you're baptizing and making disciples. And that's not, I'm not, I'm not talking about the Christianese term, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking about you pulling people out of pain and hurt and frustration and shame and guilt. You a steward of God's manifold grace. You are a minister of reconciliation. if shame is beating us up and guilt is holding us captive. And everyone knows what guilt and shame looks like so we can pull others out of it and be a lifeline and hope to them. Can we all? God talking. Yeah. beating you up and that he's not ashamed of you at all. No, there's no one in this room he's ashamed of. But his mercy and his long suffering gave us this Sunday on this specific day an invitation to say, Lord, I don't know how to do this. He already knows that. Come go with me, he says. I'll show you. I'll show you. And you don't have to be weird and spooky. You can be like Jesus. And people are attracted to it. Everybody is looking for Jesus. Does anybody want that kind of experience in the spirit right now? Kingdom of God party. Would you meet me up here? Amen. Join with me. Say, Lord, I don't know what you're going to do with my business, but hmm. We're going to put a baptistry in that business. We're going to dig a pool on this side of town. We're going to make sure here is water. What is hindering you to be baptized? And you're going to be asking those questions. And Daddy's going to be speaking through you. Father, I thank you, Lord for agreement right now because you said wherever two or three agree is touching any one thing he says I'm in the midst of it and you're all about your kingdom you're all about your 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 harvest you're all about the people you're in love with lord you're delivering us from the person in the mirror so that you can manifest on a different level thank you lord for filling us up with spirit and fire that our eye become full of light, amen, and fill up the whole body, Lord. Do it. Make sure all the darkness is out. Miracles are on their way right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Let's join with them in song, with thanksgiving. Get ready, amen, an endowment from heaven is on its way into your life.